Program created by the Rio Grande Oil Company. Attention, please, calling all cars, attention, all cars. Attention, all Los Angeles County Sheriff's cars, broadcast 113, regarding a murder. A body found in Mint Canyon. Face mutilated with a shotgun. That's all. Rolls and quits. I was so local. 
he was having a hard time in Los Angeles. He fancied, gave me sport, and they had a work now and then, but I didn't ever have enough to eat. My wife was in the inside asylum in Scotland. I didn't know many people in Los Angeles except her relatives, so I left in Arizona on April 10th. My sister is in sloth, and I thought maybe I could get it longer. At least I could eat. I'm John Vittori. Louis Blanco is my brother-in-law. That is his wife and my wife and sister. He disappeared a month ago. Last thing he told me was go to San Francisco to look for work. Now his wife is well enough to get out of Patton and he's got to sign the papers. We can't find him anywhere. So I reported him to the police as a missing person. I hope they find him. Certainly he ain't going to sign for his wife's release. I've got too many miles to beat now with my own wife and the kids. are the three chief protagonists in this drama of greed and violence. The polar has spoken. The action has already begun in a lonely canyon in the foothills with the passengers. And now the curtains part in the first scene in the office of Captain William Bright, head of the homicide squad for Bangladesh County Sheriff's Office, as the telephone ring. Homicide, Jack Speaking. Oh, the new hall is just to see the report of a murder up in Lake County. Oh, he saw it murder? Yes, the man in town and he took the body to town on his run. In fact, house. All right. You go on out there and I'll get a couple of men and follow you right away. Yes, sir. While Stewart and Deputy Sheriff Bruce Stewart and Dickerson are making a cursory investigation of the scene of the crime, Captain Blythe, Accompanied by deputies Morell, the Salvador, and Morphus, speed through San Fernando Valley on their way to New Hall. Stuart greets them on their arrival. Well, Stuart, what is it? What is this and this? Just this way, Captain. Who do you put it? Shot in the face, huh? Yes, apparently to prevent identification. There were two shots, both from a 12 gauge shotgun. They found the shells. One shot killed him, and the second was fired while the victim was lying on the ground. The fired close, as you can tell, by the powder burns on the clothing. And it was the second shot which obliterated the features. Yes. Yes, you were right on his instruction. Apparently, the victim was a Mexican. Any marks on the clothes? No, sir. Any identification? Yeah, it's just the same part of it. All the other murder apparently wanted to make recognition impossible. He overlooked the strip of paper which he found in the victim's shirt pocket. Oh. My name is Louis Blanco, 1720 Yale Street, Los Angeles. In case of accident or serious illness, notified John Victoria, 602 Stella Avenue, Los Angeles. Find anything else on him? Well, we haven't first seen there, eh? I didn't want to move the body until you arrived. You got photographs of it by now, aren't you? Yes. Well, then, let's see if he has anything else on him. I'm not satisfied with this identification. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Examine the body and see what else you can find on him. Yes. Uh, who found the body? This young fellow here. Hired man on the ranch. Oh? Uh, you found the body? Yes, sir. I, I was out hunting him, and I stepped right on the body. He liked to steal the daylight out of me. What is this? This morning... 
I'll call the boss about it right away. And he called you, fellas. Looks like he's been dead 24 hours. You any shop yesterday? Oh, no. Come to think of it, believe I did. I was out looking for a stray cow. I heard a couple of shots. What time was this? Mm, about 11 o'clock yesterday morning. I didn't pay no attention to the shots because I figured somebody else was out hunting. Did you see anyone around here? Well, no, but, but about 15 minutes later, I was walking along a back road on the way back to the ranch. I didn't find the cow, you see. And a fellow passed me in a car going west. Was the four doors on it? Yes, sir. What kind of a car was it? It was uh, a sedan. Did you notice the license number? No, I didn't. What color was it? It was uh, blue. Only kind of faded and it had a black top. Here's some more papers I found on the body, Captain. Uh-huh. These were in his hip pocket. Thanks. Right. Let's see. Well, according to these papers, this man is Jose Diego. Released from the Arizona State Penitentiary at Florence on May 12th. Today is the 24th. Well, if his body is Diego, he enjoyed just 12 days of freedom. Kind of his real Blanco. How did he get possession of Jose Diego's parole paper? Well, it seems that the answer to that lies in this John Battelli. Well, I want you to go to 602 Stella Avenue and bring in John Battelli. By the time you get him, the body will be in the morgue. Take you there for an identification and bring him to my office. Yes, sir. Over there. Yes, sir. I want you to follow through on fingerprinting this body. Send the classification to the Arizona Penitentiary of Clause for a check against the Prince of Jose Diego. Come on now, step on his voice. We've got one corpse with two identities. I don't like mysteries when they're that mysterious. <laughs> Over the fingerprints across, the Lord picked up John DeTore of the Stella Street address. At the morgue, the jury identifies the body of his brother in law, Louis Blanco. Then the boy leads the other to Blanco's room house on Gale Street. The Mexican landlady greets them at the door. Ah, well, it's good thing over it, Tori. Have you heard from that brother in law of yours who owes me so much back rent? Yes, Mrs. Gonzalez. I've heard of him. He's been murdered. Murdered? This man is from the sheriff's office. He wants to go to Lou's room. Well, no. But who is going to pay his back rent? Are you, Senor Vittori? You know I ain't got no money. This is Gonzalez. Do you know whether Blanco had a gun? A gun? Oh, no. He didn't have no gun. Did he have an automobile? <laughs> an automobile? Where would he get the money for an automobile when he owed me three months' rent? Are his things still in his room? Oh, see, what to say, ah. He doesn't have very much. I'd like to take a look in there. Oh, he's just down the hall, yes. He said when he went away that he was going to get a job in San Francisco. And now he comes back and murdered. Yeah, that's what he told me, too. He was going to Frisco to get a job. Here's his room. Oh, that's pretty bare. No clothes. Oh, no, he didn't have no clothes. Only what he wore. An old magazine? There are some records in the drawer there. Oh, that's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. A letter from Mrs. Rosita to Poker, Globe, Arizona. You know who this is, Mr. Vittori? I think you had a sister in the That's fine. Well, come along. Where are we going now? Down to headquarters. The captain wants to ask you some questions. Where do you live? 602 Stella Avenue. 
You know your Junker? Yeah, my brother-in-law. Is the body you saw at the morgue that of Louis Blanco? Mm. I think so, but it's hard to tell. Where did you see Blanco last? Mm, about six weeks ago. Told me he was going to San Francisco to look for work. We've been looking for him. His wife, my wife's sister, has been in the insane asylum in Stratton, which is ready to come out. But Louis has to sign the papers to get her out. I asked the police to look for him. Yes, we have the missing persons report right there. Oh. I know all about that already, huh? Sure. You're pretty fair of this office. Fair of this office. Now, uh, what kind of a car do you drive? Ah, drive an Essex and a Star, boy. All the luck, huh? Yes, sir. What year? 1927. What color is it? It's kind of dark blue. How's the paint job? Faded out? No, sir. First class. Ever have it repainted? No, sir. You know the shotgun? No, sir. You know who's A. Diego? No, sir. Not that I know of. Well, did you ever see this identification card before? Only when the officer showed it to me up at my house. Never saw it before, huh? No. Has your name on it? Yes. Name on it? Yes. Well, why should Clouseau say to notify you in case of accident? I don't know. Didn't get along with the rest of his family, I guess. I was the only one who was friendly with him. Where were you yesterday? I was home all day, except when I drove my trip to school. Well, do you know anybody who would want to murder Blanco? Did he have any enemies? No, sir. Well, uh... You may want to question you again, Mr. Vittori. You won't be found. Oh, no. I'll be right up there on Shell Avenue. Fine. Thank you very much for coming in. Yes, sir. Goodbye. Goodbye. Well, the story seems straight enough. Of course, you haven't checked up on it. And we will. Well, Captain, I've got the reply from the warden of Plant, Arizona. Yes? Our victim is Jose Diego. Fingerprints on the body check identically with his card at the prison. Well, that changes everything. Now we've got to find Louis Blanco. And I've got a lead on that. I found this letter in his room. From a sister of his in Globe, Arizona. Nice. Get on that angle right away. Attempting to locate Louis Blanco, Mexican, whose name was found in a murdered Mexican we have identified as Jose Diego. We believe Blanco has a sister, Rosita Tapoca, living in Globe. It is imperative to the investigation of this murder that we find Blanco. With appreciate for making confidential investigations to discover if Blanco is now in Globe. W. Biscalou, Sheriff, Los Angeles County. Sheriff E.W. Viscalou, Los Angeles, California. Louis Blanco arrived here from Los Angeles April 10th. Now staying with sister, Charles R. Burns, Sheriff, Globe, Arizona. Sheriff Charles R. Burns, Globe, Arizona. Please question Blanco and search for 12-gauge shotgun and blue automobile with black top. Possible victim brought from there by car. E.W. Viscalou, Sheriff, Los Angeles, Carter. Sheriff E.W. Viscalou, Los Angeles. Unable to check or find either automobile or shotgun. Holding Blanco in custody. Refuses to waive extradition. Awaiting instruction. Charles R. Burns, Sheriff, Grove, Arizona. 
Charles R. Byrne, Grove, Arizona. Deputy Sheriff Sepulveda Morrell arrived late tomorrow to question Blanco. Many thanks for your cooperation. W. Bissellou Sheriff, Los Angeles County. Sure, that's him as far as I can tell. 
Sure looks like his hands and looks like his clothes, too. Then you sure it was him. Sure. Bring in your man, Ralph. Yes, sir. You know this fellow, the fellow? Glad to see you. Thought you was dead. I am not dead. I was pretty Yes. What were you scared about? Somebody tried to get me. They got the wrong guy. They put my name in his pocket. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what the officers and me are trying to find out about. You see, like this identification card, Blanco? Yeah. I never tried it before. Well, who do you think wrote it? No, you were the very son-in-law. No, father knows you got me wrong, family. Nobody knows he's in my father. Justin John's father. That's right. Did the story ever talk to you about an insurance policy? Yes. He comes to me one day and asks me to take all his policies so he could get a job with the insurance company. He said he'd pay for it, so I said, okay, you what is out of It ain't so. Well, uh, did you ever get the policy? No. And who was the beneficiary? My wife. How much was the policy for? He said it's thousand dollars. It ain't so. What, do you think this boy's lying to play? He's lying 100%. Oh. What do you say to that, Blanca? Well, yeah, they've got to find out sooner or later. Yeah, the law finds out, and it finds out too. You know you made me sign that insurance application. You're lying, Louis. Listen, Pagoli. Your blue assets were seen up there when we found that body. Not mine. Why, the man who saw the car drive down the road has identified it. Identified it by the color, the top. And this picture you've got on the windshield. Not mine. I could swear and tear my heart out. Well, whose blue ethics was it then? Well, I don't know anything about it. Yeah. Lots of blue ethics. And this identification card. What do you know about that? I never saw it before the day this officer came up to the house. Here's a piece of paper and pencil, Victoria. Now, write down what I tell you. All right. Louis Blanco. Uh, 
However, I doubt if we can use that as evidence against him. It would be hard to establish intent, even though the story had his nephew in line for the next killing. In a few short days, the case of John Vittori is ready for the case of John Vittori, is ready for prosecution, and handed over to the office of the attorney, Jules Anthony, who characterized it as magnificently preserved. In December 1933, the is brought to trial in Department 26 of Superior Court before Judge Adler. The prosecution faces a document that the boy murdered Jose Diego for $3,000 worth of insurance upon three circumstantial facts. The first, the boy's car was seen by a witness where the murder occurred. The second, the boy consistently misspelled the word Yale in the manner in which it was spelled on the identification card found on the body. The first, the boy forged application for $3,000 worth of insurance upon the life of Louis Blanco and named himself his beneficiary. The jury finds the defendant guilty of murder in the first degree, and Judge Aguilar sentences the story to hang by the neck until death, which sentence was carried out at San Quentin at dawn. On December 6, 
United Program, created for the Rio Grande Oil Company.